Hey guys, welcome back to Financial Flex with Lex. I'm your host, Alex. Happy Tuesday. I know two episodes in two weeks after I said that I was going to be taking a break, but I can explain. Um, so yeah, I've actually made the decision to continue to do the podcast. Um, it's something that I genuinely enjoy. And even though I wanted to take some time to figure out the direction of the podcast, I think I'm still able to do that while still putting out episodes because I do have an idea of what I want this podcast to be. Just going to take a lot more planning and preparation on my end to make sure I am consistent. So um, false scare. I feel like a YouTuber. That's like I'm quitting YouTube and then you watch the video and they're like just kidding. So yeah I promise that this wasn't for like clickbait or whatever. I really thought I was going to take the month of July off and come back in August but um, I'm here and we move. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and just jump right into today's episode. I am so excited for you guys to hear this episode. I feel like, well, I really hope that every episode that you listen to gives you a piece of something, whether it's hope, encouragement, learning something new. Um, So I really hope this episode today motivates you guys. Um... As always, if you haven't yet, please be sure to leave a five-star review and or comment. That would be so nice. And as always, the thoughts, comments, things expressed on this podcast um, solely reflect myself and not my company. Um, And there's not much financial advice in today's episode, but as always, I'm just a girl who likes finance, not... um, a certified public accountant or financial planner. So if you're looking for professional, go seek those out. (laughs) All right, let's get into today's episode. So on today's episode, we have Brie Unger. She is one half of the Positively Uncensored podcast. Um, I know Brie through college. We were actually pledge sisters, so we pledged together the same sorority. And I'm really thankful that she agreed to do this podcast because I've been wanting to interview someone for about a year now about like a large or cross-country or big move that they've done. And Brie recently moved from New Jersey to California. Um... In this episode, Brie talks about how she was able to make that move happen. She was actually able to take a gap year after moving to California to kind of just get adjusted and really live life. Um, I think that this episode is so inspiring and motivational because it can be done. Um, I think a lot of the times we talk ourselves out of doing things that we want to do because we're comfortable with where we're at in life and we don't want to shake anything up. And I feel like Brie has the exact opposite approach to life. Like she likes to challenge herself and take risks. Um, I recently heard something that I think applies very well to this episode and it's the fact that time and chance happens to us all meaning that it doesn't really matter who you are or what you do life happens to us all and one day we may not be here so why not just take that risk take that trip chase that new job whatever it is that you want to do just do it. (laughs) That's like the theme of today's episode. Um, So I really hope you enjoy uh, today's episode. And without further ado, here's Brie. 
So hi guys, I my name is Bree. Um, as many of you don't know, um, I know Alex from college. Uh, we actually pledged together. Um, we were in the same sorority. Um, and she asked me to come on this podcast and talk about how I moved from New Jersey to California about eight months ago. Um, so I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to dive deep. Um, and I'm excited to share my story. I'm so excited to talk with you. Before we recorded or started recording, Brie was like, I feel like we could just talk for hours catching up, but yes. let's save it for the podcast. So I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, before we like jump into the questions, I do have a quick icebreaker for you. Okay. So if you could be best friends with any celebrity, who would it be and why? That's an easy one. Um, Kendall Jenner. I love her so much. Um, she is about a year younger than us. So I think she's 26. We're 27. Actually, you're a year older than me, aren't you, Alex? You're 28. Um, yeah. And I just feel like she's the most genuine out of all the Kardashians. Um, people may have their own opinions about that, but that's my opinion. Um, we have very similarities. Uh, she has a big insecurity, actually, about her broad shoulders. I hate my broad shoulders. Um, and her favorite thing about like herself is her long legs. Love my long legs. Um, and I feel like she has like such a solid like friend group where I would love to be part of. A girl can dream. Um, but to keep it short, it would definitely be Kendall Jenner. I could honestly literally see you guys being like best friends. Yes. All that needs to happen is you guys just need to meet and boom, instant friendship. Yeah, the connection and the vibes would be there for sure. 100%. Okay. So um, in the beginning of your intro, you mentioned that you just moved from New Jersey to California about like eight months ago. And so as you know, like this podcast is about finance, but more than that, it's just like, I want people to be able to like share their stories with things in regards to just life in general and how like money ties back to it. Um, so that's like, one of the main reasons why I asked you to like join, to be a guest on the podcast is because I've for like a year now I've been wanting to talk to someone who made the leap like cross country by themselves and yeah. I know that you did that so I'm really excited to um talk with you about that. So first I'd love for you to just like walk us through like your first year of like life post grad because okay. like you said I'm a year I'm a year older so I graduated yeah. a year before you did and like I know mm. for me it was like huh, a time so I'd love to kind of know what life was like for you of course so I graduated with a job offer for my internship so I was actually a fifth year so I graduated in 2018 I did that extra mile that extra lap and um so I did a winter internship um near my hometown in New Jersey and they loved me so much. At the end of the six weeks, they offered me a full-time position. Um, they didn't pressure me to do it. They were just like, listen, we know you graduate in May. Let us know by like April if you want the job. So since I loved my internship and I loved what I did so much, I let them know the end of April um, that I was going to take the position. And once I graduated, Alex, kid you not, we graduated that Saturday, say it was like May 5th or whatever. I was in the office May 7th. I was ready to dive right on in. Uh, my manager even questioned me and was like, do you want to take like two weeks to yourself? Like get settled. Like you just got home on Sunday. Like, do you really want to be in the office at 7.30 AM? And I'm like, yeah, why not? Um, so 
48 hours after graduation, I started my job. They were super considerate that I actually had a Europe trip planned in August. And I think since I was so eager to work and so motivated, they were just like, take two weeks off in August. And I flew up from there. I was there for about four years. Um, loved it. And then I decided I wanted to change to go outside my comfort zone. Um, and we can loop all that into later in the podcast. But yeah, right after college, I had a full-time job, um, moved back in with my mom and my siblings. I had a roof over my head. I was fortunate I didn't have to pay rent at the time. Um, my mom gave me about a year to just get my things together. Whether I moved or didn't move, she was going to charge me rent. Um, so eventually I did have to pay rent a year after college. Um, but yeah, post-grad, it was, it was a smooth transition. So I'd love to know, I feel like in school, everyone has this like set plan for their life. Like, okay, I'm going to graduate, work this job. And then like, just like climb the ranks, get life together, like whatever. So what were your plans for your life? Like, like, what were you thinking about senior year? And did those plans like go accordingly? Even during college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was getting my education to be a teacher. Junior year is when I made that transition to be like, I'm not being a teacher. I am switching career paths. Um, and I switched it over to communications. So even during college and even a little bit after college, I had no plan. Um, it sounds crazy, um, but everything fell into place for me. Um, so I did that extra year to get the degree that I was passionate about, that I learned up until junior year that I'm a very social person. I can't be found in a classroom for the rest of my life. Um, I applaud all the teachers that do it because growing up, someone taught us. I love my teachers, uh, very memorable people, but it just wasn't for me. During college, really didn't have a plan. After college, still really didn't have a plan. I knew taking this job, I loved it. I was going into a comfort zone. Um, I loved the team. I was comfortable doing what I was doing because I was with them for the six weeks. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I kind of just figured out probably like a year ago what I want to do in life. And I'm still honestly on that road to doing what I want to do. I do want to know how you were able to come to the decision of being like, um, I don't want to be a teacher. Let me look into communications. And then now a year ago, you realizing, okay, this is what I want to do with my life and pursuing it. Like mm -hmm. what thoughts or what actions kind of led you to figuring all that out? When I was a junior, I did my observation hours. You're in the classroom. You're just observing the teacher. I kid you not like two hours into, I think we had to reach like 40 hours or something out of my first day, two hours, I was just sitting there and I was just like, this is not me. This is not for me. Like, no. So I remember going, I didn't, I did finish the 40 hours because it was a lot to get a teacher to let me observe them and everything like that. And there was a lot of paperwork that went into it. So I was respectful, finished out my hours, immediately got back to my advisor. And I was like, Hey, I am not going to be a teacher anymore. I'm actually going to do communications. Um, cause another girl in our sorority, I won't mention any names. She was just telling me all the stuff that she was doing. And she was like, Brie, like you were social. Like you got this, like you cannot be a teacher. Like there, there's just a light inside of you that needs to be lit somewhere else. And she was absolutely correct. Um, 
So when I went from my advisor of the teaching department to my advisor to communications, oh, I lit up. I was like not dreading going into my communications advisor's office. I was like, I'm here. I'm ready. Whereas when I was going to my advisor in the education department, I was just like, oh, like, okay, here I am. This is what I have to do. And I wasn't passionate about it at all. So just seeing my sorority sister doing what she did in her degree and what she was striving for and what she was passionate about were very similar. And she was absolutely right. So just getting the experience of doing those observation hours, figuring out that I didn't want to do that, talking to someone else who was in communications, it was like the path was like kind of paved, you know, like I I kind of had to figure it out. um, But eventually I did figure it out. I literally love that so much. And I feel like for those of you listening who've like met Brie in person, literally, Mm -hmm. yes, like the most sociable, like so outgoing, so nice. And just like, honestly, I feel like if you're in the room, you're like the life of the party. So I'm not surprised, Um, but good for you for just like taking that first step and just to be like, okay, no, this is what I don't want to do. And like mm-hmm. being bold enough to like make a pivot. Cause I feel like in college, so many of us get so like locked into one thing that we don't even consider anything else. And then like, next thing, you know, you graduate and like you look up 10 years have gone by and you're like working a job that you literally hate because you didn't explore anything else. So I feel like that's pretty brave of you to just be like, eh, you know what, I'm gonna make a pivot. And like, see where it goes, you know? Yeah. And going off that, Alex, I remember being a junior. I'm seeing all my friends graduate next year. Um, and just talking about, I have chills on my legs because it wasn't easy. Um, and for you to give me credit right now, I didn't give myself that credit back then. So thank you for that because it was hard. I remember calling my mom and I'm just like, mom, I'm going to be set back a whole year. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, but I know I need to do it. Um, my biggest thing was, who am I going to live with? All my girlfriends, all my guy friends, like they're going to be out graduating and I'm going to be here left alone, you know? Um, but once again, I was passionate about what I wanted to do. I was determined and everything panned out. A girl in my sorority also was a fifth year. We got housing together. Um, and it was like, the universe is always on my side. If you want something enough, you're going to get it. And you're just going to go for it. So what do you think was the most stressful thing for you after graduating like college? I know for me, it was money. I literally was so stressed about it all the time. So like, what was your, what was your like stress? Like, so I don't want to say I wasn't like stressed about anything because I was, um, my biggest stress was probably student loans for sure. Um, I was fortunate enough to go back to my hometown with a lot of friends a roof over my head, food on the table, um, not paying rent at the time, but it was those student loans that I knew that in six months they were going to kick in. So that was probably my biggest stress. Yeah, that makes sense. What was your relationship like with money in college and how did it like change or was it the same after you graduated? Um, it's a great question. Uh, my relationship with money has always been don't really stress about it, Brie, because if I stress about it, it's not going to flow in. So I more had the mindset of like, okay, like it's going to come in. Don't stress about it. Um, I'll share with you in college. I work uh, for Airmark, which is um, the food company. 
Um, I did like catering events during college. And then I actually babysat my fifth year of college because I didn't really have anything to do. I still had friends, but everyone was off living their lives, you know? Um, So even backtracking even further than that, my mom opened up a savings account for me when I was about nine or 10 making my communion. Um, She set me on that track to always tell me, like, just put a little bit away, just save a little bit, even if it's $5 a week, even if it's a dollar, like just something. So I was always like aware that spending is easy. Saving is hard. Um, So in college, my mom was actually nice enough to open up some credit cards for me, build my credit. So when post-graduation came, I wasn't thrown into this world with like, okay, I don't have credit. How am I going to get a new car? How am I going to pay these loans? So it was like a very nice page path. The first year I was like, okay, I have this money. Let me have fun with it. Like, let me do whatever, you know? <laughs> um, and then I was like, okay, I want to like reach goals in my life. I want to buy a new car. Um, I financed that. I paid that off um, within two years. Wow. Um, I was seeing where everything was going. And as you know, Starbucks, I was spending like $60 a week in Starbucks. And I was like, do I need that in my life? Absolutely not. That can go towards my car insurance. So the financial situation that I was set up at a young age, I try to give that to my friends, even post-graduation, because I saw a lot of my friends struggling. And what the biggest thing, probably what my mom taught me was if you have a credit card and you have another credit card and say, you're just a thousand dollars deep and you're paying interest on that, if you hear of your other credit card giving you a zero APR, like finance, like special offer, you're going to take that thousand dollars and you're going to flip it over to the other credit card and not pay any interest on it. Um, I would say that is like one of the biggest lifesavers so far that I've learned to this day. Um, a lot of my friends are in credit card debt and that's fine. And I tell them like, hey, listen, open up like a Bank of America or a City uh, uh, Chase credit card something else where if they give you that zero APR interest, just flip it. So you're not paying that interest, but you have to remember to pay your credit cards on time and always don't do the bare minimum. Do like, say it's a bare minimum of $30, do like 50, $60, as you know. Um, I feel like we're going off a little bit, but I just wanted to share that with you. No, I literally love it. Bree's like a finance girly. I love that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like I know the answer to this, but I want to ask you anyway, when it comes to money, do you have more of an abundance mindset or a scarcity mindset? Definitely abundance. What I just said. Um, And this is for everything in life in general. The more you stress about something, the more it's not going to happen, you know, like, and the more you're grateful and you have that abundance and open mindset, everything's just going to flow in, you know? Um, yeah, that's probably my answer. Oh, love that. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I knew that was going to be the answer, but just, yeah. uh, just had to confirm it. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. So you recently moved literally across the country from New Jersey to California, what was the decision that led you to like, or not, wait, what am I, am I reading this right? Oh yeah. What was yeah. the decision that like led you to move across the country where you, like, and like, how did it feel when you finally made that decision to like move? So I have gotten asked that question. I couldn't even tell you at this point, how many times Alex, um, I finally pinpoint, like, I always knew like why I wanted to go, but when people were asking me, I'm like, okay, how do I share it? Like, the proper way. I don't know. I just wanted to change. I wanted to go outside my comfort zone um, and just challenge myself. 
Um, it wasn't like I didn't have any friends at home or my family didn't like me. I just needed to change. Like stuff happened in my life and it was just like, you know what? I kind of just want a fresh start. You know, like I want to challenge myself to make new friends, meet new people, get a different job. I've been at this job for four years. Um, and I knew that if I stayed at that job, I would be in a comfort zone. I'd be doing the same thing for maybe the rest of my life because I was so comfortable there. I was so comfortable there where I would just wake up and I would just do whatever. Like it was just like second nature. Um, it wasn't really exciting anymore. And I wasn't really like passionate about it, you know? So things happen, COVID happened, um, lockdown happened. Um, and I was actually working more during COVID than I was, um, before COVID because I really didn't have anything to do. I had a great opportunity to take more overtime because a lot of people didn't want to work. Um, and then I just realized like, there's more to life. Like we're in a lockdown right now. And the fact that life is kind of being taken from us right now, I never want to take a day for granted. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never just want to stay inside that comfort zone and feel stuck. So I thought about it for a couple of months. I visited California January 2021 with my sister um, and I fell in love. I saw the Pacific Ocean for the first time and there was just a connection and an energy that I felt. And I was like, I need to do this. Um, so eventually I set goals for myself. I spread up my spreadsheet. Um, I called that U-Haul and I made it happen. Like talking to you, I feel like a common theme in your life was just like taking mm. risks, taking chances from like you switching your major from you, yeah. you know, leaving like your hometown to moving somewhere else. And it's something that a lot of people, I feel like, I feel like humans, like we're habits. What's the phrase? Like have creature or creatures, creatures of habit. Of habit. Yeah. And so it's mm. like, once we're comfortable with something, we're like, we're fine. We don't want to move. Like why challenge yeah. myself? Just listening to your story for me is like inspiring me to be like, yeah, like live each day. Like it's like your literal best. Cause it's like, yeah. you just can't take tomorrow for granted. You know? Of course I say, do that move Alex, do it. I'm <laughs> all for everyone. Even if it's like the next town over or like the next state over, you know, like get outside that comfort zone. Like if I could like rant to anyone or give anyone advice, like just do it because I talk to people all the time in California and like, we're all in the same boat. And it's like, we all agree that you literally step your big toe outside that comfort zone and your entire world changes, your perspective changes, your mindset changes. And it is true. Like your comfort zone will kill you. Like I always thought that was the most cliche, cliche. Am I trying to say your <laughs> cliche? Yeah. Cliche. You're good. I, um, saying in the entire world, I was like, oh, your comfort zone is going to kill you. Like, okay, whatever. No, it will actually kill you. You'll fall into, like you said, your habits, your one lane track. And instead of exploring those other lanes, you're just going to be taking that one way down all the way down until the end. Yeah, no, for sure. So how did you financially prepare for your move? So Going back to when I was working so much more during COVID um, than before COVID, I was blessed and grateful for the opportunity where I had overtime. So not many people believe this, um, but I did work, guys. I worked for four years, okay? I got my <laughs> savings out. I cut out my Starbucks. Um, I did all these things with my spreadsheet. Um, 
And instead of working 40 hour weeks, I worked between probably about 50 to 55 hour weeks. I was just thrown into overtime. Um, and my days were long to begin with. I'm not the kind of girl that will ever work a nine to five job. Um, my schedule was super creative. I work Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, um, about like 12, 13 hour shifts to hit that 40 mark. And then on Wednesdays, um, and Mondays, I would just go in and work even more, um, and get that time and a half. Um, so everything that I made, even with overtime, even my checks coming in bi-weekly, I was watching my money and watching my spreadsheets. Um, and just, I had a goal for myself. I wanted to reach that goal of my savings. And once I reached it, I sent it. Wow. Yeah. What was the hardest thing for you to cut back or cut out? Besides Starbucks that I like got right off like the grid, um, probably going out. It's like you drop like a hundred dollars the bar. Like that is ridiculous. Like you are spending like, so New Jersey, New York prices can be a little pricier than other places. $30 for a drink, for a cocktail <laughs> to feel good for an hour or two. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, so that was probably the hardest thing was cutting back on going out and honestly drinking in Hoboken. That was probably my biggest thing. Yeah, for sure. I, I can imagine. Um, did you have any people in your, cir- in your circle or family just try to talk you out of your move? They all called me crazy. I would say my family was supportive. Um, my mom, my brother, my sister, they'll always have my back. Um, other family, you know, they have their opinions. They'll share with you their advice and everything. Um, my circle, love them. But yeah, I would say at the end of the day, everyone called me crazy. Um, wow. There was some support there. Um, but at the end of the day, you just kind of have to like block out that noise and who is going to support you. And I just read a quote the other day, they're going to meet you on that other side. They're going to meet me in California where I'm 2,400 miles away. And if they want to text me, call me, FaceTime me, they're going to do it. And that's what I learned. So not knowing at the time, um, I was slowly telling my friends about it. I went to lunch with a couple of friends and they're, they were happy, but you can just tell like all their body language, their faces, like they thought I was out of my mind for sure. Um, so it was hard to get support from people. And I think that's anything in life. Like, I think the best thing is like friends support friends, but they're also going to be your biggest critics, like for sure. They want you, well, hopefully they would want you to see you succeed. And sometimes when you go so outside your comfort zone, maybe they get a little nervous for you. And maybe that's why they were calling me crazy. Like, Brie, you're not going to do that. Like, why are you doing that? Like, why, why, why? And I'm just like, I just need to do this for myself. Um, you don't have to understand it, but I understand it. And this is my life. So um, to sum it all up, yeah, I would say there was some support, but most of it was Brie, you're insane. Someone get Brie a show. Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> um, but I think our reaction is because I feel like some people are like, I can't imagine myself picking up and moving across the country. So like, there's no way that's possible for you. But yeah. I feel like I'm I'm sure now that it's been like almost a year, I'm sure you have like some friends hitting you up being like, hey, like, how did you do that move again? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking yeah. about moving. So I, I feel like you probably inspired them after they yeah. saw that you were able to do it and like be OK, you know? Yeah, of course. I probably have a conversation 
every other day of just telling my friends, my family, like, Hey, listen, I'm good. If I can give you any word of advice, do it now. Like, don't look back on your life and just regret anything because like, there's so much more to this life than a nine to five and staying in that one track of like the highway and just taking it all the way down to the end. Sometimes you just have to look up and like, look around and be like, okay, like life is not all about work. You, the biggest thing is balance. I would say. Yeah, for sure. I, I was literally just telling someone the other day, I feel like life is a good balance of routine and being spontaneous. I feel like Mm -hmm. if your life is like too spontaneous, that's when we start to feel like I don't have control. Like my life is just a chaotic, it's just chaotic energy. But then when your life is too routine, you feel boring. You're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like I'm bored. So I feel like life's a good balance of, of the two. Did you have to find like a job right away? Or were you kind of just like, you know what, I'm going to take a gap year and just like enjoy living in California without like having to stress about like finding a job or whatever else. So that's exactly what I did. I took a year off. Um, I reached the goal of savings um, and everything that I went through one year before my move, whether it was my bad days or my sad days or loss, um, I was there. Like I had some pretty, I don't want to say dark days, but pretty sad days where life is too short to not chase what you're passionate about. Um, So since I'm going on my eight month mark, July 9th, um, I took like, yeah, I've been off for these eight months. I really haven't been working. Um, I got a job offer. I actually start Tuesday. Congrats. Um, thank you. Um, so yeah, I took that time just to live, um, spend my money, which I was not doing for those four years. You know, I had my budget and everything and I kind of just let the reins go. Um, do I regret it? No, because I don't really regret anything in life. I feel that I moved to California. I had to meet new people, put my feet in the ground. Um, This house that I'm in right now, I actually found within 48 hours when I dropped my mom off at LAX. Um, I told my two roommates, hey, listen, I'm living on your couch right now for four weeks. And within those four weeks, I'm going to find us a place to live since all our applications were getting denied. Kid you not. 48 hours later, this was the first house I viewed out of 10. Um, the landlord texted me and was like, hey, uh, your energy, your personality was amazing. Let me meet your two roommates. Um, and let's talk about signing this contract once I meet them. Um, so that's what I did. Moved into this house a month after um, to get everything situated and everything. And yeah, catch me at the beach. Catch me in Las Vegas. Catch me going home to Jersey within like these past eight months. Um, just living and yeah, that's, that's what I did, um, for the eight months. So I just lived life. That is so nice. I feel like, oh, that's so inspirational. Cause I, yeah. that's being able to like take time off, whether it's like six months or like 12 months is something that I personally mm-hmm. really been wanting to do yeah. um, just to, cause I, I personally feel like I've just been on go since graduating, like never really taking a break to like figure out like, who is Alex? Like what I want, what do I want to do course. with myself? It's just like, go, 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 go. Yeah. So like you talking to you right now is definitely like inspiring me to kind of like revisit my goals and like figure out how I'm able to like you know just take time off because I'm sure like it was just so nice I'm sure yeah it was very nice um and like also backtracking to what I wanted to do in my life 
Alex, I had no idea really what I wanted to do, whether it was, I didn't have a plan like during college. I didn't have a plan after college. Having these eight months in California, I have nailed down what I want to do. Marketing is where I want to go. That is where I want to put all my time and my motivation and energy into. I just figured that out. I kid you not, two months ago. I'm not even kidding. I took the time to lay on the beach, read a couple books, um, get involved with doing other things, um, even creating my own podcast. Shout out to Positively Uncensored, who... I'm doing that with my best friend, now my best friend, the first girl I met out here, you know? So even doing that move to California has led me to a girl that I'm on a podcast with, getting inspiration from her, getting inspiration from everyone else around me, going to these concerts, going here and there. I was just like, oh, I'm totally not being a teacher. Like, thank God I didn't even decide on that. And even when I moved out to California, I did not have a plan. I, my mom was just like, I love you. I'll support you. But you have to figure it out. And instead of just putting all that pressure on me and being like, I'm waking up tomorrow and I'm going to figure it out. It's like, I took that time and I took, yeah, doing what I did, living life and everything. But in the back of my mind, I was figuring myself out. And that's exactly what I figured out two months ago. Oh, love to hear that. So yeah. um, you've, you've touched on this, like during several points of our conversation, but mm-hmm. like, what piece of advice would you give to anyone listening right now who's wanting to make a big change, whether it's switching career paths, moving across the country, like whatever, like what piece of advice would you give them? I'm going to be Nike right now. Market me Nike, (laughs) or I'm going to market you. Just do it. Like I just, just do it. I would say, I'm not really sure what holds a lot of people back. Um, from what I'm maybe learning over these past couple of months is thinking about what other people think about you. And the minute you don't care about what people really think about you because it's your life, you literally break free and away from this cage that you have put yourself in. Um, so if you are passionate about something, but you're afraid to be judged by someone, just do it. Like, just go for it. Because as long as you're happy within yourself, you have peace and you have joy. That's all that matters. Um, because also when you're comparing yourself to your life, to other people's lives, you're robbing yourself of your own joy. You can never compare. And the moment you stop comparing yourself to someone else's life, once again, you're setting yourself free from that cage that you have built because society has norms and they say work a nine to five. They say you have to hit 40 hours a week. You have to be married with kids by 32. And that's another thing. Um, I don't believe in society norms. I mean, I believe in it. I don't live my life based on society norms. And once again, people will call me crazy. But once again, I've also blocked out that music in my life where I have my positive mindset of what I want to do with my life. And I broke free from that cage probably probably a couple months ago. I didn't break free from it right off the bat. When I moved to California, if anything, I've gotten a lot of backlash from it. Um, but I would say go for it. Block out that music. Block out all the chirping that you hear in your ears from people that don't understand it. Because as long as you understand it, that's all that matters. Um, what were some steps that you took to be able to block out the noise? 
So going back to having loss in your life. So I lost my dad last June. When you go through big life changes like that, you kind of look at life as like, whoa, why am I being so, so unhappy over little things? So when a big life change happens like that, it kind of hits you of just like, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. You have no idea. So my personal story of going through something so big like that, who cares about what Joe Schmo is saying about your life? Who cares about if they're making fun of your car that you drive? Um, Who cares about those little things? Because there are bigger things that someone else is going through. And to walk a mile in someone else's shoes, you have no idea. I'll bet you nine out of 10 times, you're going to want your goddamn shoes back. You're not going to want to walk in someone else's shoes, you know? Um, So going through big life changes is probably how I pictured or envisioned that, okay, this happened to me. I'm going to get through this because you have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring. So I can either cry over something so little and let that drain me of all my energy and be like, oh my God, I can't believe Joe Schmo said this about me. This is going to ruin my entire week. This is going to ruin my month. But when you have something big like that happen, it's like, okay, like you can't take life for granted. You know, if that makes any sense, I'm sorry for rambling. Oh my gosh. No, I think this is such inspirational and like powerful, like stuff that people Mm -hmm. do need to hear. And it's funny that you say like you just to not compare yourself to others. Cause I was actually talking yeah. to one of our sorority sisters today. And like, she had, we were talking about something similar, but like how we just can't compare ourselves to like what mm. other people are doing. Like when it's our time to like shine or whatever, like it's our time. Like we let every, like we're running our own race as we're going on our own journey. So like, that's mm. all we have to focus on, not anyone else's. So yeah. um, no, that definitely makes sense. Um, So I have, before two more questions before we wrap. Um, what does living a full life look like or mean to you? So probably going back to everything we just like talked about and wrapping it into full. Um, I would say living life to the fullest is having happiness within yourself. And it is also having that balance. Um, because sometimes I feel like living life to the fullest is just like, oh my God, I'm going to go to Italy. I'm going to vacation. I'm going to go to Vegas. And it's just like, they think that's living life to the fullest. I think being happy and having that balance and being able to make that money and have that fun is the key to living life to the fullest. If you had to do the last five years over again, what would you do differently? I smirk because this may be like the craziest answer ever, but honestly, Alex, I don't think I would change a thing. Um, I feel that when you make a decision, that's what you wanted at that time. Um, whether it's like, you're getting asked the question, whether it's yes or no, you think about it. And I'm super indecisive, like super indecisive. Um, but when you answer yes or no, that is the decision that you're making at that time. So why look back in the past and have any regrets? Because if I made just one decision, different? Would I be sitting here right now? Would I be talking to you? Would I be in California? Would I have done this amazing cross-country trip with my mom? Would I have 
had these opportunities that I have been handed and gifted and grateful for? I don't know. So that's why I always answer that question with nothing. I wouldn't change a thing. Love that. Um, so where can the people find you? I know that you have a podcast yourself, so feel free to, uh, plug that and just whatever else you want to like promote. Yeah. So you can find me at Instagram. Love my Instagram stories. Um, Brie Unger, B-R-I-U-N-G-E-R-R. Um, and like Alex said, um, me and my best friend have a podcast. It's called Positively Uncensored, exactly how it sounds. It's spelled on Instagram. Um, and then we have a TikTok that's also spelled Positively Uncensored. We have a Twitter that's also spelled Unpositively Censored. Um, and yeah, it's super fun. Uh, love Alex's podcast. It's all about the financial aspect and everything. Um, but our podcast just is like, talks about just life events and celebrities and relationships and everything like that. So you can find me on all platforms there. Um, and yeah, that's about it. 